Hey guys, this is Connor, producer of the Yellowbird Connect podcast. Today we've got a little bit of a special episode. Earlier this month, we had our Connect event for the month of May, where we had a Q&A panel featuring some industry veterans from Jacksonville. This week, for those of you who couldn't attend the event or just want to hear it again, we're going to bring you the audio from that Q&A panel. In this panel, you're going to be hearing from Obi Dorsey from Freedom Homebuyers, CC Underwood from Selling with CC, Jamie Holmes from Movement Mortgage, and of course, our very own Pat Flynn from Yellowbird Homebuyers. One very quick note is that there is a part where the panelists were instructed to hold up cards that say yes or no. It is a little bit strange to hear only the audio, but you will be able to get the gist of it, and there is still a ton of value and information to be found in this panel. Hope you enjoyed the episode, and also hope to see you at the next Connect event, which is coming up on June 6th. We'll see you there. Have a good week. The main reason we started Connect is to give everyone the opportunity to do what I did. We wanted to be able to offer the real estate community, especially locally, something new, something that was fresh. And if we can help a couple people change their lives through this education, just one person or two people come up to me saying, man, that was awesome. Like what you put on was great. Then it'd be a huge win for everyone. If you've gotten any value at all from this Yellowbird podcast, Make sure to like, subscribe, and rate us on iTunes. Let's let's give it up for Kyle and Pat and the Yellowbird team for putting this event hey. on. Awesome, cool. So who's excited to be here tonight? Yeah. Like Kyle said, we have some studs, absolute studs on the panel. Um, so is it okay if I just go ahead and get started and we can just... Uh, get into the nitty-gritty and add some value to everybody to coming out tonight? Yes. Awesome. Cool. So, uh, without further ado, I'm going to start with Obi. I, wa- I would like for everybody, I'm, I'll start with Obi, but Obi, can you please introduce yourself? Uh, tell everybody a little bit about what you do, what line of business you're in, what your business name is, and tell everybody about your, your volume that you're doing right now. Sure. Yeah, um, thank you very much. Uh, so, Obi Dorsey, Freedom Home Buyers. Um, we're primarily a wholesale company that does a little bit of fix and flip and owns a little bit of rentals. Um, we do uh, 120-ish deals a year. We're trying to uh, up that up a little bit this year. Um, and, uh, That's my six. competition right there. Uh, year, this is the beginning of year six in the business. Awesome, awesome. Thank you, Obi, for doing this, by the way. Uh, Pat, tell us a little bit about what you do um, your line of business, your business name, and a, a little bit about the volume that you guys are doing right now so we know who we really have up on the stage tonight. So my name is Pat Flynn. Uh, my background is military, uh, drilling rigs, and uh, merchant marine. I came home uh, full-time two, two and a half years ago or so when my daughter was born. Got into this full-time, jumped into it, met people like Obi, met as many people as I could. Um, Ended up uh, meeting Kyle, who's now my business partner, um, and we just kind of divide and conquer, conquer, and our whole model is based on volume. We're doing between 25 and 30 a month on auctions, buying from wholesalers and from our own marketing. Um, they're not all full flips. Some we keep as rentals. Some we push to hedge funds. There's different avenues for all of them, but uh, our focus is volume, and our focus is this event. Um, we put a ton of energy into this and building this group, this real estate network in Jacksonville to where everyone can have the same opportunity that I did to meet people like Obi, meet people like Kyle, and uh, 
you know, really the sky's the limit for anyone in this room that's, that's willing to put in the work. Uh, so that's our whole thing. Okay. Awesome. CC Underwood taking over the retail space of Jacksonville. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself, your, the name of your business, what do you do, um, and tell us a little bit about the volume that you're doing so the agents in the room can understand who they have on the stage tonight. Sure. Um, CC Underwood, I run the Selma CC team here in Jacksonville. I've been in real estate since 2007 and grew my business through marketing, through short sales and the REO years. Um, going into homes with six feet of black mold and there's a buyer for that. Uh, fast forward now, uh, in 2019 right now, we have closed and pended 120 homes. Um, we are, so our goal is to get to 300. <laughs> so we are growing and expanding. Uh, that's our number one focus really is our team members. We're hiring. Uh, we have employees. We have two ISAs that are telemarketers and they are the sole reason that is um, they're making phone calls. Their goal is to set 20 appointments each every single month. Wow. Nice. Awesome. Awesome. Give it up for CC guys. Yeah. <laughs> so Jamie, who is absolutely crushing the mortgage industry right now. Trying. Tell us a little bit about your... Sorry. All right, so everybody, uh, my name is Jamie Holmes. I'm with Movement Mortgage here in Jacksonville. Uh, currently right now, I'm number 14 in the country, number two in the state for my company. Woo! Last year I did 151 transactions and this year we're on pace to do about 220 to 250. Wow. So the goal, and uh, I'm trying to build a team. Obviously, right, I only have one assistant right now, so on a regular basis, I want to kill myself because I'm just working so much. But the goal is to have another two team members, hopefully here in the next two months. And then for me personally, I want to be the number one person for my company in the state and top 10 in the country, period. Yeah. So yeah. that's the plan. So, Gonzalo, so, real quick. Uh, Jamie, who, who, who won the race on the minivan? Whitney or? <laughs> full oh full, dis full disclosure for is, everyone. Is it room. after this or before? I, who else drives a minivan in this room? Don't be shy. <laughs> Don't be scared. All right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. All right, minivan races after the event. Awesome. So as you guys can see tonight, we have uh, different uh, speakers in different industries of, of real estate, and that's what we wanted to do tonight. So um, I think a lot of us would learn a little bit uh, into our business from what you guys are doing on a daily basis. Um, so can you tell us, and, and I'll start it off with, uh, with Jamie, what are you doing on a daily basis that's putting you on track to do 220 to 250 homes this year? I think that uh, everybody in here would agree that any relationship or partnership that you have started with a conversation. Right, it might have been a phone call, it might have been a friend that you knew, someone that connects you with another person. So for me, my only goal is to deepen the relationships I already have with my realtor partners. Right, I don't want to do a spray and pray, but I'm trying to work with 150 different realtors, so I'm trying to work with the 20 core ones, right, that I have a deep relationship with, more personal. I don't want to just view a realtor as just another number, right? That's not how I want to do business. Like, I want them to be my friend. I want to about them personally. And when I think they have a vested interest in you and your family, they're going to help you grow. It's like a mom factor. Like your mom thinks you're the best person on the planet, right? She'll do anything for you. I am Preach the best you. Hey, on the no one's arguing with that. <laughs> so it's what you need. You need 10 moms. You need moms that every day are out there trying to do everything they can to help you and help grow your business. So how do you do that? Right? right? For me, it's I 
I try to match up with personalities, make sure it's going to be a good fit, and I want to deepen that relationship every single day. So for me, what do I try to do? I try to have at least four to five, I call them belly to bellies every single week, right? I don't want to be a phone call, I don't want to do FaceTime, I want to sit down with you at a table, I'm going to get you to know you better as a person so you can understand me, and how can I help you, right? That's just the goal. Like, people want to do business with their friends, and I like to have a lot of friends, yeah. close friends. So that's what I do. Awesome, awesome. So, guys, on track to do 220 to 250 homes, like, that's huge. I don't, I don't know if everybody here understands how huge that is. So does everybody here think that they can aim to try to get four to five belly-to-belly -belly meetings um, and build and deepen the relationships with people that they're already doing business with? Can everybody try to do that? Just focus from the inside out. Don't think that you got to try to meet everyone in Jacksonville. Focus on your core friends you have right now, and you'd be surprised at that ripple effect that you can have. I awesome. Promise. Thank you for sharing. So, Cece, so what are you doing on a daily basis? So, you have two ISAs, right? Mm -hmm. And their goal is to set 20 appointments each a month. Yeah. Uh, so, that's 40 appointments a month. So, how are you handling that on a daily basis to uh, continue to crush uh, your, your, your field? I it is definitely 100% around the people that you get into business with. Um, I have a mentality, I will not be in business with anyone that makes my job harder. And that's it. <laughs> uh, they're, they're great people. So our two ISAs, we do have uh, 11 or 12 total people on the team. We and have I'm three sorry, employees. I don't mean to cut you off, but for those in the room that don't know what an ISA is, what, what does that stand for? Thank you, it's our inside sales team, they are telemarketers. So their job is to get on the phones. They are on the phones for about six hours a day, every day. And they set the appointments, high quality appointments, because they are paid on appointments that are kept, not just set, uh, as well as our ability to convert them into a listing and get it sold. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you, thank you for sharing. So Pat, you're buying 25 to 30 homes a month, right? What are you doing, you specifically in your team, what are you doing on a daily basis that's attributing to you guys being able to purchase 25 to 30 homes? The main thing for us is consistency. Kyle said it before, but we're on every single auction that happens in all four counties, also online auctions, what bank counties auctions. Are those? Huh? What counties are those? Uh, Duval, Nassau, St. John's, and Clay. We're on them every single day. We're on the online auctions, auction.com, Zoom, HubZoo, all of them, HUD, um, and we hit it, and we don't miss any. I, I know for a fact we don't miss any. And also, I don't miss any phone calls that come in from marketing. I'm consistent with every single one of them, and if I have a missed call in my phone and someone called and hung up or something, that person is gonna get, is gonna get called back by me a bunch. Um, until I know, until I know that, that nothing's going to happen from it. So it's staying consistent. My biggest strength, strength is talking to people, either face-to-face -face or on the phone. So it's the follow-up phone calls and the strategic cold calling that I do personally every day, every single day to do that. Awesome, awesome. So Obi, you said this is, you, you guys are doing 125 deals a year. Guys, that is huge. Uh, who here is doing 125 deals a year? Raise your hand. <laughs> Not many, right? Almost nobody, right? So the fact that we can get Obi here and share his knowledge is huge. 
So thank you so much, Obi, for, for coming to do this. So yeah, give it up for Obi, guys. So what are, what are you doing on a daily basis, or what is your team doing on a daily basis that's allowing you to accomplish that many deals? And, and you're saying that you're trying to do more. So what are you guys doing that's crushing it that you don't mind sharing with us? I'm an open book, man. And actually, I want to give it up to, to Dom and, and G. I mean, guys, uh, somebody that's willing to throw open their doors and invite you into their office is pretty incredible. That's a very selfless act, and I think it shows tremendous confidence uh, in what you guys are doing, that you guys are able to do that. So I think that's amazing. Um, you know, what we're focused on is generating leads, uh, setting appointments, and making offers. Uh, we're keyed into our metrics, and we're focused on it daily. Uh, we're not hitting it, we're adjusting accordingly. And, um, it, you know, I think of, you've kind of heard it here in different words, but uh, it's that consistency. It's just showing up every day and doing the basic building blocks of, of what it takes to, get, to make success or have success in this business. And, um, and that's just setting appointments, finding opportunities, making offers, and capitalizing on it. Awesome, awesome. So I'll, I'll ask this uh, to, to, to Pat, right? What, what are you guys, how are you guys specifically finding uh, your deals right now? How are you guys specifically um, able to buy 25, 30 deals a month on average? Um, what are you guys doing? And so you say you do a lot of auctions, right? What, what is your best marketing source right now? And, uh, ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. So a, good, a lot of it goes back, too, to what Jamie was talking about is relationships. Um, a lot of people know Kyle in Jacksonville, so a lot of wholesale deals go through him. Um, that's, and the fact is, people like to use him and us because Henry knows if he brings us a wholesale deal that it's not going to get stolen, there's not going to be any bullshit, that it's going to close when it's supposed to close. And even if something happens last second that we're like, ugh, this kind of sucks. We probably shouldn't be closing on this. We're going to close anyway because we said we would. So having that reputation helps a lot. A ton of our business comes from wholesalers. Being consistent with the auctions is probably another third. As far as marketing, um, we do a ton of postcards. I'm not going to tell you right now. We've had the best return on them in the past couple months. We we've, have still got deals from them to where they pay, they pay for themselves. But... Um, rough numbers, I would say seven or eight grand it costs in postcards to get a deal right now for us. Rough numbers. Um, a lot has come from, recently we've had some good ones on relationships with probate attorneys, which I try to, you know, whenever, whenever we buy something that was referenced from a probate attorney, the whole office gets lunch paid for him, and he gets a little present too. So keeping those relationships going has been important in that 20, so relationships and consistency is how you get to that number. Awesome, awesome. So CC, so your ISAs, right, they're trying to set 20 appointments each a month. What leads are you targeting for your business? How are you, how are you able to call that many people in order to get uh, th those many appointments every single month? Uh, so if you don't mind sharing. Oh, I'm an open book. Um, for those of you that anyone has asked, you know, raise their hand and ask about my business, uh, I'm an open book. I'm happy to share anything. Uh, so they use, Vulcan is the primary system that they use to uh, call on expired and for sale by owners. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm go gonna to sorry, I don't mean to interrupt mm -hmm. you, but I feel like that is a huge nugget for everybody in this room. 
So uh, what is Vulkan? It's Vulkan 7? Right, it's a data Vulcan. company, so it'll pull from the real estate multiple listing service. It'll pull the data, phone numbers, sometimes emails of those homes that have expired off the market and we're not able to sell the first time. So that is a great source of us picking up listings is from those that weren't able to sell the first time. They will also call for sell by owners. They will nurture them every single week like clockwork. Hey, you know, after the weekend, did you get an offer? How did it go? Is there anything that our team can do to help you? Um, we're very transparent when we call the for sell by owners. It's, hey, we're calling, we're a real estate company. I want you to know we do not have a buyer for your home. Would you be open to discussing the details about your home to us? It puts their guard down. It opens them up to a conversation. Uh, then we can go into those qualifying questions. Where did you get your price? Where are you looking to move? Get Establish their motivation. Um, and we do a lot of Facebook. Lots of Facebook. It is actually last year we had an 11x return on Facebook ad spend. Wow. Awesome, awesome. So I want to touch on something that Cece just said. So you're doing essentially a lot of cold calling, right? Mm -hmm. um, and when you're calling these people, something that you just mentioned that I think is huge for everybody in this room to pick up is you're not just calling them once, you're calling them and asking and following up with them and saying, hey, how did your property do over the weekend, right? Because that's when you guys get the most action in your business, right, over the weekend. Yep. So you guys are following up on cold leads and seeing how uh, their house is doing and trying to get the listing, essentially, right? Yep. So how many times do you guys follow up with somebody? Uh, list or die. List or die. A lot of them aren't going to pick up. So, you know, in our, in our world, we say anywhere from 8 to 12 times that you will need to outreach to someone before they respond to you once. Wow. So as our sales statistics, we say you, we call it the 10 days of pain or 10 days of gain, whatever you want to call it. It's have that pain. one call, one outreach, one text, one email, do something every single day for the first 10 days, and then you have a systematic follow-up. Awesome. So everybody, jot this down right now, 10 days of pain. Jot that down, 10 days of pain. That is, that is huge. That is not our work. Awesome. So, so Jamie, yeah. what, so you're saying that you're trying to do four to five belly-to-belly -belly meetings every single week. Every week, right? correct. So those are with realtors, That is right? correct. So okay. we, you know what I do is um, there's a thing called like broker metrics, right, that brokers have access to. And what that does, that's how they help recruit other agents to you know, their shop. Mm -hmm. So you make friends with one of them so you can see all the numbers. Because sometimes, I'm not going to say all the time, but sometimes realtors maybe, I won't say lie, but sometimes they say they do a certain amount of business when they actually <laughs> are a little bit, might be down here. So for Nobody my, in this room. No, but in, absolutely not. No, no, no. Absolutely not. Nobody in this room. But so for me, what I'm looking for is always, you know, I want a full-time realtor. I like for people that have done $2 million. And then my goal is, do, do I know someone right now that's already in my little, you know, one of my 10 moms that can help connect me with that person? Because as a lender, I can call realtors all day long and tell them, like, oh, movement's great, we're so fast, and they don't give a shit, right? Because they hear that from everybody. That's every lender saying the same thing. We all have great customer service. We all can close in less than 30 days. But if they have a realtor who's a good friend who's like, listen, Jamie's value is X. If you just if you have a meeting face-to-face, -face, see if there's some value I can help provide you in your business, that's a much easier business. That's, that's, that's the way that I like to do it. But BrokerMetric at least helps me identify who are people that are doing it full time, and then I gotta find out: Do I know someone that can help connect me? That personal touch.
because a realtor to realtor referral is much bigger than me just trying to tell you how great I am, how great my company is. Like right. everybody does that. So a lot of your business comes from connections. Hundred percent of it comes from. hundred percent. That and every listen, like every single deal that I do, that's an opportunity for me to show the listing agent what I can do. Mm. Right? I can tell you how great we are and all that kind of stuff. But I need you to experience it. So every single deal that I do, that's an opportunity to gain another realtor. If I can gain 10 solid realtors a year to do four or 500 loans four years from now, it's absolutely possible. No reason why it can't be. Awesome, man. Thanks for sharing. So Obi, there's a lot of wholesalers in this room trying to learn from you. What are you doing uh, to find deals right now? What's, what's, what's working for you? Hmm. Oh, he had to take a deep breath. <laughs> He's like, should I give it's the golden of, nugget no, no, no. or not? So, so here, it's a, it's a, the true answer is like, everything works. Like, it all works. Pat just mentioned like, direct mail in 2019. It still works. There's still deals out there with that, with that model. Um, I think it's kind of like, what works with you? What works for you? You know, everybody's got different resources. Everybody's got different experience. Everybody's got different skill sets. I'll tell you that. Um, you know, what Jamie just said uh, truly hits home for me because if I look back over the last uh, quarter, the last three or four months, the deals that have been the best deals for us have been referrals. So people already in our networks, people that we already know, like, trust us, um, that bring us deals and, and they're absolutely bar none home runs. They're the deals that they cost nothing to get or very little to get and they convert at a much higher level and they have the biggest and best spreads because you're the only, you're the guy. You're the guy that was just teed up. And then, um, so I'd say that's probably a, a solid third of the recent deals that we've gotten. And I think that that's something that everybody in the room has access to. And I encourage you, if you're not already telling people what you're doing, what you're looking for, what a good deal looks like for you, or at least that you're looking for deals, you're probably, you're probably missing some opportunities just like you know, one person removed from you. Um, how often do you follow up with people for mm -hmm. deal that you close? Like, I'm always curious, like in y'all's world, like how often, like you just close a deal, how often are you reaching back out to the not people near, gave you the not, not near, not nearly enough. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a, it's a, we have gotten some referral uh, deals from people that we bought houses from, but I know that's like totally untapped. Sure. Um, but like at, in our, at least in our, in our company, um, this is just happenstance, but it's if you do enough stuff, you stir up enough stuff, it come, you know, regenerates, right? Um, so that would be like it costs zero money. You're already talking with people anyway. Step out of your comfort zone, tell them what you're doing, what you're looking for, how you can help them, and then obviously when you close a deal, make it worth their while. But it costs you nothing up front, right? Awesome, cool. So, that was, that was kind of a long way around of avoiding your question. I know, <laughs> I know. We'll have, to, we'll have to buy him a drink at the bar afterwards <laughs> to, get, to get the details. No, thank you, thank you for sharing. So, we're, we're gonna do uh, a different segment now, if it's okay with you guys. So, hold up, hold up the paddles that you guys have, real quick. So, everybody, uh, all of our panelists have a yes or no uh, paddle. So, what, what we're gonna do is I'm gonna shoot some rapid fire questions to you guys. Some of these might be a little challenging, right? No? <laughs> and you're gonna either answer yes or no. Is that okay with you guys? Yeah. Fire. Is that okay with everybody in the room? Yeah. 
Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Close your eyes when I ask these questions. <laughs> awesome. So I'm going to start it off a little, a little easy, right? Will the Jags win the next Super Bowl? Ah. There you go. Got dreamer. Dreamers, you need them. Got a dreamer. Cool. <laughs> How many belly to belly lunches do you have to go to, to for the Jags to win the next Super Bowl? No. About, no, I got a belly. Okay, okay, cool. So, uh, he, here's here's a, a pretty cool question that that me and Kyle uh, came up with. If you guys went to the gas station right now, bought a scratch-off, and you won five million bucks, would you retire from your business? Ooh. I thought someone would take that. Okay, okay. Ten so, million? Ten, ten million. How much? Ten million. If you guys had ten million. You're still doing belly to belly with $10 million in the bank? Yeah, then, well, then I'm going to have my own brokerage. Then That's I'm going to really push it to That's the limit and see what I can do. That's true. Awesome. I'm, awesome. I'm, help, I'm helping Shad Khan at $100 million. I'm like, all right, come on, belly to belly, let's go. <laughs> awesome. Cool, cool. So, has there been one single mentor that has been instrumental to your success? Just one single mentor. Ooh, okay. So, Cece, can, can, can you explain a little? My day off, Cass? I mean, honestly, I think I, I find mentorship everywhere. I find mentorship from, you know, just I think Kyle said it earlier, maybe it was Pat, it's from new agents, from existing, uh, our company has 160,000 agents that are willingly, you know, they want to share. So I just pick and choose the pieces of information that work for me. Awesome, awesome. All right, next question. So two years from now, right, look into the future, because you guys can see the future, right? That's why you're our panelists. Um, two years from now, will Open Door still be around? Ooh. Pat's on my side. We Are talk you, about it too much. We talk about it too much. <laughs> but I want to uh, hear everyone else's. I know Pat's <clears throat> opinion on this, but what do you guys... So, Obi, can you, Obi why do you think they, they'll still be around? They've got the pockets. They've got the pockets and they've got the access to money and it's a concept that people can... Smart people with deep pockets can get behind and understand and are willing to take a gamble on. Okay. Will they make money? It's not the question. The question is, will they be around in two years? Okay. So time will tell. If the, uh, yeah, I mean, the short answer is I think they will. I think they have enough, I think they have deep enough pockets and enough runway that they're going to gobble up enough market share and be able to be, be around. Awesome. So, Cece, from someone in the retail industry, right, you, you think they will be around, yeah. right? So why, why do you think so? All the investors in this room are still around. Mm. They're an investor. They have yeah. a niche. And as long as that niche exists and they have multiple platforms for marketing, their pockets allow them for multiple marketing streams. They're having builders they're, that they are partnering with. Yes. Yeah. So, Pat, you said no. Why do you think they will not be around? The, I talk to hundreds of people a week 
Um, a lot of people I talk to now are now getting open door offers. Um, lately, as Gobi knows, deal flow has been, has tightened down from what it was a couple years ago. Um, we have been buying at what I think is low margins. We're buying houses, we're doing flips on them, and we're making eight grand off them. Open door is blowing my offers out of the water by 20, 25 grand, more than I can pay. Blowing me out of the water. There is, I just don't see any possible way that they're making money off the ones they're doing now. Um, and other than that, I, I met, I, I've been meeting with them, I've been studying their business, I've been watching the contractors they use, and we've been watching the houses they buy and the product they're putting out. Um, and this, a lot of this part's from Kyle's head because he has more of the construction side of things than me. But Don't the product they, they put out um, is just the permitting that needs to be done, the fact that someone could sue them after someone buys the house. I think there'll be a big lawsuit or there'll be something that happens. There's too many pieces for it to be as easy as they're making it now. And uh, I think something's going to either hit them with construction or the fact that they're losing money. That it's just, they're, they're trying to make it too simple. And they are. They're doing a great job making it simple. And I think right now, if you're an investor, you can buy at thinner margins because you can sell the open door. And it's, it's, uh, it's crazy, the stuff that we're selling to them, the numbers they're paying for the crap that we're selling them is, is unbelievable. So I don't know how it's sustainable. I would like to be their realtor of choice when their inventory... <laughs> that, that's a good point. That's a good point. Thanks for sharing. So, all right. Um, and it's funny because last, last month, who was here last month, by the way? Awesome. So, uh, we had a speaker talking about technology, right? Um, so, for the panelists, do you guys think, and I'm interested to see what Cece thinks about this, do you guys think that technology will wipe out realtors in the near future? Yes or no? Ooh, you, is that a maybe? Is that a maybe? No, no, yes. And maybe? So, okay. So, Cece. Yes and no. Elaborate. Yes, it will wipe out a lot. I think we're at the, some of the highest realtor numbers that, you know, NARS really 10, sees. We're, yeah, I think we're pretty close to about 9,500. 11,145. Well, there you go. There you go. In Northeast Florida? So given that, right, when the market rises, people jump in. That's just perfectly normal. Um, just telling Kyle, you could look at broker metrics and probably find 3,000 realtors that have sold one home in the last 12 months. So for those, the majority, I believe, are going to go out. I believe teams are going to continue to get bigger. And those that have a high focus on their, their database and high referrals are going to stick around. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So who, who said, I think, Pat, you said yes, right? Yeah. So why do you think it will wipe out realtors? Because Open Door, I think, is buying too tight right now. So I don't think they will continue to be around. But their model and how they've become the CarMax of selling your house that's a strong model to be able to go in there and get a number and sell your house quick. I think the right person to iron that out um, will, will almost, between that and people 
just selling it on their own, I think it'll elim technology will eliminate the personal aspect of, of buying and selling a house. Gotcha. Awesome. So I'm curious to, to see what everybody in the room thinks. Uh, we'll have to talk about that at the bar later when you buy me a drink. Um, so for everybody on the panel, do you think luck played a major role in your success? Yes or no? Oh, okay, 50-50. So I want to hear everybody's answer to this. Jamie, why do you say yes? Uh, well, I mean, I was lucky to get introduced to the mortgage world. I mean, I play professional soccer, and I was actually looking to try to get into medical devices. Right? I want to get a sales job. I heard, like, listen, they love professional athletes. You got to go for it. I was like, okay, perfect. <laughs> and then I got nowhere. And so then I had an opportunity. Someone, this is 2011. Someone asked me, like, hey, would you want to do mortgages? Knew nothing about it whatsoever. Asked my family, like, what an awful time to try to get in the industry. Not probably not the wisest thing. I was like, yeah, but everything's cyclical, so I'm going to ride that wave back up. Um, so I was lucky to be introduced to it. I mean, from there, obviously, you got to do the hard work if you want to be successful in anything. But, it w I mean, without that one person asking me if I would want to try to do refinances, which is straight up dialing for dollars all day, every day on a dialer system for a year, wouldn't be where I am right now. So, awesome. a little bit of awesome. luck. So, Cece, you said no, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, I got in the business part-time, just a little side gig for, you know, the first two years, and it has been a lot of hard lessons failing forward every single year, whether that be in a market shift, you know, just learning from short sales where everyone around me, everyone that I looked up to when I first started got out of the business. So that was very surreal, learning how to do a short sale on my own and just figuring things out. So my journey has literally, whatever it takes, figure it out, get it done. Awesome. Hustle muscle. <laughs> Pat. So luck, luck has absolutely played a role with me, but it wouldn't, I wouldn't have got lucky if I wasn't looking for it, uh, was the thing. So the, just, it starts back to the college I went to. Um, Robert Kiyosaki went to the same college as me, spoke my senior year, that start, started this whole thing moving forward. Um, that started me trying to get knowledgeable in other ways to make money in real estate. Um, jumped out, met people like Obi, met my partner Kyle. Um, I was lucky to meet them and, and the rest is history. I was out looking for it, but uh, I got lucky that Obi was so good to me when I started that me and Kyle mesh so well, and I think it's absolutely luck, but if I wasn't looking for it, um, it wouldn't have happened to me. So if you are looking for it, luck will happen, and eventually you'll find success. Awesome, awesome. Everybody out there looking for luck right now? Good, good. Obi, you said no. No, absolutely not. I don't think luck has anything to do with it. You're, you gotta show up. If you show up, if you show up consistently, the rest will take care of itself. I feel like I got lucky the market crashed in 2008. Hey, there's mm. something to say for timing. I mean, hey, if, hey. I gra if I would have graduated college in like 2010, 100%. big difference. Yeah, but that's not, that's not luck. That's timing combined with conscious activity, Great. hard work, risk tolerance, risk tolerance preparation, everything else. So you, you did get lucky as hell. <laughs> <laughs> But it was because you showed up when you showed up. 
showed up for the luck. Yeah, you showed up hey, for G, the luck. Hey, G, let's get in. Hey, let's get in some Q and A questions yeah, if yeah, you yeah. guys can. I'm gonna bounce around the room, so let's ask these guys some hard <laughs> questions. Um, so raise your hand if you guys have a question for, for the panelists. Go. Awesome. Um, <laughs> we'll put him on the spot. No, uh, actually, um, someone that works in our office did check out Lion Desk, but it's so screwed up right now that it's, it's not something we can just jump into. Um, no, we haven't made any progress because it's all still, uh, we spend so much on marketing and still I'm a huge bottleneck for everything that comes in. So we've been marketing for leads for a little over two years now. So slowly that CRM grows and grows. And what used to be five follow-up calls you need to make in a week is now 200. Um, so we're at the point now where I'm way too much of a bottleneck and I think the solution is a person to take over the CRM completely because it's just, it, it's too much. Um, and I think Lions Desk is the solution and also a person um, there that's in charge of that. But as of right now, we have, actually, we have made a step forward in writing a job description and doing personality profiles for the person we are hiring, but that's, that's the next step, is in a person and software like that. Awesome, so I have a question here. Hi, I'm Whitney Rickey with Palm Insurance, and we heard from CC about the question about the mentors. I would love to hear from the other panelists about who the singular mentor was that influenced their success. All of you. Start with Obi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of funny that, um, that we're sitting here tonight. Um, a, like literally right now, four years ago, that uh, I had lunch with Kyle. And um, it moves the needle a lot, man. You're, you're talking with the right people at the right time. We talked about luck, but like showing up, being with the right people at the right time, it's huge. I'm all ears. Keep going. I like this. Yeah. I mean, I, everything goes back to that, right? Obi was the first person I met and networked with. And uh, he's, I mean, such a good person in that he's so open book with his, he'll tell you everything. He'll get lunch with you, responds to emails. Just if you're looking to get into this, such a good, positive person in our industry in Jacksonville. I really can't say it. I tell Jane all the time. Like, I don't know how Obi is so positive and happy all the time. Sometimes he loses deals here and there, but he's still so, such a good person. So I have nothing but great things to say about Obi and obviously Kyle and Steve Rallies, my two business partners, have both been the most influential people in my life so far. So um, that, that uh, fishing trip with him is worth a hell of a lot more than $1,000. Guarantee it. Hell of a lot more. There's CC, people. There's people in Jacksonville flipping mentorship yeah, programs flipping. for ten grand. That is, I mean, <laughs> that's it. CC, don't say Kyle. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, no, don't say Kyle. <laughs> no. Uh, so for me, it's a uh, it's a guy named Mark Dilworth. Does anyone know who that is? Yeah. Raise your hand. So Mark Dilworth, he works actually works at Keller Williams. He's a team leader for the Keller Williams Atlantic Partners in Jacksonville Beach. Kind of met him where I was working in his office. 
but uh, it really came down to Mark is a black belt in jiu-jitsu, something I've never done in my life. And starting to train him with doing that kind of helped me get a much better perspective on how to really be a better man. Like, Mark's one of the most respected people I've ever met in my life. He's a great father, great guy. Anyone in the real estate community that knows him likes Mark. And he really taught me, he's like, every day you just got to be thinking, is the next decision you're making, is it another good decision? He's like, if you continue to do that every day, the whole build. I went through some tough times in my life, but he really helped me get through that, get the right perspective. And uh, he's just a man. Awesome. Anyone got anything else? Here you go. Questions for Jamie. Uh, it's been around the mortgage industry for 20 years. How about the web apps in this industry about throwing loan officers camera? Yeah. Listen, so we, so at yeah. a movement mortgage, so everyone, like, you see the commercials for Rocket Mortgage, yeah. right? And so they spent millions on theirs, and we spent millions on ours. So we, we have an easy app. And the problem is, and I get guilty of this too, where loan officers, we get lazy. Lazy as in, okay, do I have 30 minutes to take an application right now, or can I send you a secure link that'll take five minutes? But I swear to God, the more I do that, the less connection I have to build that rapport in that 20 minutes conversation with that client, and they're gonna move on to another lender. So the more reliant I get upon that, it is a great app, because right now I feel there's two different types of clients, right? You have people that wanna meet you in person, which is awesome, or they, you got millennials like, I don't care where you are. Just send me the app, I don't ever talk to you. Let's get this rolling. So you try to do both, but if you just rely, and I just try to send people just to do the, like, the web apps, I'm totally missing that connection. And I'm absolutely losing deals every month because of it, and I'm still guilty of it, but that's on me. Anyone else? Guys, take this opportunity. Hey guys, Greg Brady, One Real Support. Anyway, um, we've been in a uh, bull market for seven years now, right, since 2012. Average cycle, seven years. We're going to hit a bear at some point. It's inevitable, right? What, I'd like to have each of your answers as to when you think that's going to happen, when the bear is going to hit, and the market might not crash, but it will correct, right, even if softer. And what you're each going to do in your businesses to, to change that for, and anticipate that, and what, what do you think you're going to do to match the fact that you're not in an up market anymore? It got real. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll, take a swing, I'll take a swing at it. It's worth what you guys paid for admission. Um, so <laughs> I, I, I think a lot of what's going on right now is there's a lot of, yes. um, there's a ton of excess money. Like there's just bull markets in multiple different spaces. And that's, that's fueling a lot of what's going on right now. That's why it's run as long as it's run. Um, so I think short term, like what will happen will be a, a crisis of confidence and, you know, barring some like either natural calamity or some act of terrorism or some plague-like thing, I think it'll be like the ele next election cycle. So prior to the election or post-election, there's just a lot of political turmoil that will uh, undermine um, confidence. And I think when confidence goes, um, you know, you're not going to make your biggest buying decision or your biggest selling decision in that flux. So I think it'll stall. And then stalling will erode that confidence and then it'll be like run for the hills, sell, that type of thing. And then the cycle will repeat. Um, so that's kind of... So what are you going to do to that? Oh yeah, yeah. What am I going to do? Man, I'm going to 
I'm going to keep buy, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing, which is buying buying at the bottom, buying cheaper and selling cheap, rinse and repeat, do it a whole bunch more until it hits the bottom, and then I'm going to do what Kyle said, which is buy a whole bunch, and and what Jamie said, and time the market and stay in it for when when the rebound happens because it is cyclical. So I I definitely have the least experience in the real estate market, definitely on this panel. Um, and I've only been fully immersed in it two and a half or three years. Um, and just from what I've seen from last summer and when I was starting till now, it has, it has slowed a little bit, but um, it's still really strong. Stuff, we, we, we price our stuff aggressively, so it's still selling on the weekend. The hedge funds are going crazy right now. Um, so I, I really, I can't even, I don't even want to predict what will happen or when it will fall, but I know, I know it will at some point. And as far as what we'll do in the business, it's exactly what Obi said. I hate to steal everybody's answer, but yeah, I mean, they, big rental portfolios have been built at the bottom of the market. And if you have the, if you can take a step back and watch that it's a huge dip and you know it's going to come back, that's the time to buy. So if the market's going down, you're buying cheaper and selling cheaper. That's, that's the whole plan as far as me knowing when's it gonna, when it's going to happen. Someone like CC would have a much better uh, grasp on that than, than someone like me that's still relatively new. <laughs> and mine is not a very calculated uh, response at all. Um, I, I believe you make your market, and regardless of what happens, that's not an excuse for the way you run your business. Um, so you plan for it if you, know, you look at what's going on amongst big businesses, not just in real estate, the, the mergers, the acquisitions, they're partnering up. So, you know, it goes back to who you're in business with. You know, who do you want to be in business with now and the future? Who is going to help you get what you want? How can you benefit each other and take each other to the next level? So whether that be partnerships with investors, builders, with iBuyer programs, you figure out how you can each serve each other and grow together. The crash is going to happen March. Of 2021. <laughs> finally, uh, finally. Everybody answer. wants to be vague. Finally, go answer. ahead, write that down. Make sure that's on tape. Um, <laughs> obviously, it is going to happen, but I feel, I mean, it's going to weed out a lot of the bad realtors, right? I'm not. I mean, it just is. There's too many of them right now, right? And for me, it, again, it's you say, what am I going to do? You got to form partnerships with the right people. Right, so that means like someone that's full time that's been in, you know that they're in it to win it with you, and they're gonna stick with you the good times and bad. That's who you wanna form, form partnerships with. In the mortgage world, there's tons of companies right now that are merging or being sold. My company, we just bought a big one in California, in the Northwest, and he's gotten three other offers. So in the mortgage world, I think in the next couple of years, you're gonna see a lot of companies go out of business. They're gonna get gobbled up by some of the bigger boys. It's just gonna happen. I also believe that when CC talked about the teams are going to start taking over, I 100% believe that with, uh, in the, with the realtors. I, I really think it is. It's just going to be about teams. You're not even going to know what brokers they work for, but it's just going to be these big mega teams, and I think that's what's going to happen in the, in the market. But again, March 2021. Awesome. That's at least one good answer, one real answer. Yeah. March 2020, March 2020? March, yeah, Mar 2021. 2021. Let's give it a little it. bit of time. All right, who else? We got Question. time for, I think, two more questions. Two more questions. Here you go, up front. Up front. Hello, everyone. I'm Nicole, owner of Brooks and Perry Home Buyers. I have a question for Obi and Kate or anyone who actually uses your system. Um, what do you guys use to monitor your KPIs, and is it a really important 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I mean. Um, yeah, so KPI is key performance indicator. And um, like, I don't really think you need anything simple or complex to monitor your KPIs. You just need to be consistent in doing it, right? So like, we use Google Sheets. I mean, it's, it's evolved as we've gotten um, you know, just more stuff going on. But like, it's essentially Excel, right? So it's just daily, how many, how many leads, which channel are they coming from? How many appointments? How many did we go on? How many offers did we make? How many got accepted? How many, you know, how many got across the line essentially, right? So I mean, that's it. Like, all your CRMs should be able to pull some of that data out and give you some some of that. Um, but yeah, re religiously track it religiously. I tell you what, like if I could go back in time, like it would be pay more attention to that stuff sooner. It's so easy to get, like. Like busy work doesn't pay the bills, right? Like coming up with a new logo or a new website or a new whatever, it doesn't matter. Like the only thing that really matters is how many kitchen tables, how many kitchen tables, yeah, how many kitchen tables are you sitting at? How many offers are you making? That stuff. So, so it's, if you sat at my table, Nicole, my main goal this month is to get that under control because we don't really have a bad system for. It's once again it bottlenecks with me. I, I, uh, I met with Obi about six months ago, and we talked about this exact thing, and he told me exactly what he just told everybody. So let's let's say and let's say it again, man. I can help you. <laughs> so the thing like with that. it is that the reason I want to do it so bad, and I'm going to do it this month, is that if you're spending thirty thousand dollars on postcards in a month, you have to know how much for peace of mind. If, if nothing else, for peace of mind, you have to know about how many calls you should get from that, about how many thing, deals you should be closing from that. I know it's not exact science. Me and Kyle argue about it all the time. It's not an exact science, but just for peace of mind, you have to know, because something's wrong if you're getting 300 phone calls off $30,000, and then one month you get 15. So yes, it needs to be tracked. I, um, and I'm going to use a Google Sheet to do it, and I'm just going to go through and do every single marketing source, how many houses we bought in 2019 from that marketing source, how much money we've spent on it, and I'm going to spend some time to do it because I, I think KPIs are really important, and that's been something. We've been making money, so it's been not a focus of ours, but I, I do think it's important, especially if you're going to grow and scale. Okay. Pat, that, that's your goal for this month, right? It is. Yep. So can we all hold Pat accountable to, <laughs> to accomplishing that goal? Well, the, 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 my disagreement there is I learned last week doing a personality test with Pat that he's very unorganized. So holding him yes. accountable for that <laughs> might, be a, might actually cost me more than him to be accountable. So I'll still argue that one. Anybody else? Come on, one more question. All right.
looking to um, find different types of HUD housing and HUD funding, um, some of the block grants. Just trying to get some insight um, from you guys, maybe where it's going to be going kind of down the trail. I mean, I'll, I'll take a I'll take a I'll take a massive wild swing because I don't know what the hell I'm talking about in this case <laughs> at all. But I think I think what so you have state money or or federal money that's flowing into affordable housing, right? Correct. In a in a high volume, you're not just one house or two houses, but like a whole lot of need, right? So I mean, I think the only way that you're really going to solve that problem is to partner with a, um, an entrepreneur or a developer that wants to build and manufacture that much housing. I think if, well, aside from technology being a, a way to, to, you know, like a Airbnb for like kind of your space, but I think it's, it's somebody that has a, a cause and a passion and can see a, a, a viable business from manufacturing and building that type of product. So we, we've attended a couple, uh, we go to single family home conferences and that's affordable housing is always, they always have several panels on those. Um, and the themes that I get just from listening to the, the experts that talk about it, just, just me listening to them, um, a lot of what's being talked about is this, what Obi said, someone willing to take it on, but a build, build to rent uh, model um, that uh, people are taking over and building these affordable houses and immediately, they know that when they're building them, it's going to be rented to HUD or government money. Um, the whole t that's the whole plan from start to finish. So that's just from what I heard, but I'm not really, obviously not in that space either. And I don't, I don't want to steal the panel, but I've, I've dove into this one pretty hard. And it's something that I think all of us in the room should really look into is the biggest issue that I think this country has within real estate in the future is really affordability. Mm -hmm. uh, people's incomes, jobs, quality, every, you know, the cost of living is going up. People aren't making the amount of money. And this isn't just, I'm not talking like low end people that make $750 a month, but just the, the school teacher of the world can't afford. And as the market values go up and everything else, and we talk about this at our table, it's a real problem, but, but I look at the opposite side of that is that's where the opportunity always is. Um, so I think for the investors, the people in this room, to try to figure out how is there a way to make money in that space, um, if you can get in there and figure out a way to do it, the opportunity is huge because there's a lot of people. In, I mean, you've got 2,000. You've got 2,000, but there's 50,000. You know, you're not touching the surface on the actual need out there for affordable housing. And in and, and the, and the problem, we don't see any, you know, I don't see healthcare going down. I don't see the cost of a new vehicle going down or transportation or a lot of the other things that people live with day to day. Um, you know, incomes are rising a little bit, but I don't think they're keeping up with it. So I think it's a, it's a real problem that um, society, government, you know, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of efforts. Wall Street's huge in this right now. Hedge funds are huge in this space trying to figure it out. This is where there's a lot of money right now, trying to figure out opportunity zones. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that. There's a lot of money getting poured into opportunity zones right now which will help kind of build up that space a little bit. So, so it's the talk of the town, it's a real thing. Um, but I think for the investors in the room, there's an opportunity to go after that market. I mean, figure out a way, because there should be a way to make it not only good for the community, but profitable. 
And so just figuring out that way, and there's and there, there's people doing it. There's a lot of, I mean, there's, it's funny, when you deal with banks and Wall Street and stuff, a lot of them don't want to knock it out of the park. They want to figure out niches. So they want to figure out how can we do, not one project can make $10 million on it, how can I put out $6 billion into this niche? And a niche like that, affordable housing, it's it's endless right now. It's a, it's a major issue. So Sorry to steal the panel. Steal away. Anybody have anything else to Any add? Any other questions? We got one. We got time for one more before we do <coughs> get out of here. Anybody else? Last question. Last question. Dom, you don't need a mic. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, I'm Dominic Felix, wholesaler here in Jacksonville, Florida, and I want to ask the panel if you guys think that wholesaling will ever be regulated to the point where it becomes illegal. <laughs> No, no, I mean, you can't. I think there will be increased scrutiny of stuff, but I mean, you can't, it's not going to be illegal. There will just be steps you need to follow to be legal. So, I mean, you're buying and selling real estate. It, matter of fact, contract assignments aren't, aren't even, like, that's contract law. That's not real estate law. So it's, there will still be, processing and steps available to find something cheaper and sell it cheap. That's it. I agree. I think uh, um, even Open Door being right, right here right now, they have a very small niche of houses that they like. So um, there's, there's still, I mean, the market we go for, the zip codes we go for, there's still way more houses that they won't touch than, uh, than they will buy. So it's at least from a short-term standpoint, there's, in Jacksonville, there are so many houses that can't be listed, can't sell the open door that an iBuyer won't touch that a uh, wholesaler and people that are putting in the work to go out there and find those deals are these people's only option. Um, realtors don't want to touch, a lot of realtors don't want to touch that stuff because not only can it not be listed and sold, no one can get a mortgage on it. It's not worth their time dealing with it. So there's always going to be a niche for that. Um, I, I don't, I don't know that it'll ever go away. There's always going to be a niche to, for people that put the effort in to market and find, find discounted properties and then sell them. I, I think that niche will always be there. Listen, I love wholesalers. You guys are great. <laughs> Man, it's not my little cup of tea, but I can't imagine it being illegal for y'all. That process. I mean, wholesale and real estate's real estate. You can wholesale anything. I mean, there's a wholesale business behind the, the shirt you're wearing and everything else. So I don't see it going anywhere. Yeah, check out the new shirts. A little flip. What do you do to easy. gotta get a shirt? What do you so, have to do to get a shirt? You got to win your table. So, hey, the table, so everybody set their goals. We're going to come back next month, sit in the same seat because we want to kind of refresh on the goals. Our table had some cool stuff. So, I want everybody to come back, you know, go out and crush your goals. I also want to thank the panelists. Thank you guys. You guys rock. The cool, you know, one, one cool thing about like the panelists here, and really I feel like anyone that's doing well in the business is usually pretty damn open to talk. So if you guys got any questions, I know everybody at the panel, um, all the other people here would be feel free to, you know, share any information, any guidance they can. Um, I make more money off of the panel than I do off of a lot of people. The, the, I work with the, the biggest and the best of the guys you want to work with. Um, they're the guys that can provide value throughout your day. So 
So reach out. Don't be afraid to talk. Um, network, meet people. We'll see you guys next month. Thank you. Thanks, Don. Gonzalo. Don. Thank you, guys.